Welcome everyone to Meseches Demai. Mazel Tov on the conclusion of Meseches Peyo. And again, it's exciting to start the new Mesechta together. So we find ourselves today in Meseches Demai, Perek Aleph, Mishnayis Aleph through Base, Chapter 1, Mishnayis 1 through 2. So just a bit of a bit of background. So in the times of the second base, Hamikdash Yochanan Kohen Gadol decreed that produce that comes from an Ama Aretz. Now, Ama Aretz literally means an unlearned person. We'll discuss exactly what the parameters are of an Ama Aretz in subsequent Mishnayis. But Yochanan Kohen Gadol saw that unfortunately amongst the unlearned population there was not a sense of care and concern regarding Trumas and Maesrus. Now we're going to discuss that there are various different tides. So he saw that even amongst the unlearned population they were careful to separate out what we call Truma Gidola. Truma Gidola is the portion that goes to the Kohen. They were a bit more lax in the other tides. Therefore again Yochanan Kohen Gadol decreed that when you go out and you purchase produce from an Amar you must retie it, assuming that they did not properly tie it the first time around. So the Mishnah actually begins with a, and that's Dimai, we're going to see as a contraction of two words, Da Mai. What is this? It represents the lack of clarity as to whether or not the produce of an Amaaretz was actually tied or not. See, interestingly enough, the Mesechta begins with a discussion of things that are not subject to the laws of Dimai because they are usually considered to be Hefker, ownerless. And therefore, again, if one gets them, one finds them, one does not have to assume that they were the produce, ultimately, again, of an Amaaris. And remember, again, as we've seen in the previous Masechta, so anything that is Hefker, ownerless, is generally, generally is not generally, is exempt from all tithes. So the Mishnah says, HaKalan Shebedemai, a list of things that are not subject. Kalan literally means a leniency. But what it really means in this context is that the following items are not really subject to the Halachos of Demai. Hashisin, wild figs, Rimin is the lotus plant, Uzurodin, sorb apples, Benos shuach, white figs, Benos shikma. Now, Benos shikma is the fruit of a fig tree that's grafted together with a chestnut tree. So that fruit is called, that's called Benos shikma, Novlos hatmara, dates that are blown off the tree by a strong wind, they, and they're blown off before they fully ripen. Vahagufnanin. And ultimately, again, late season grapes. Vahanitspa, capers. Right, caper berries from a caper bush. All of these items are not, they're, they're usually hefker. So because they're hefker, and again, that's a result that they're low quality items. So because they're low quality items, they're treated as hefker. And because they're hefker, one does not have to be concerned regarding any issues of demise. So again, remember, the Mishnah is operating with the understanding, that are based on our, based on our, you know, short introduction, that Yochanan Kohen Gadol, times the second base Hamikdash, saw that the unlearned population were lax regarding separating out different hearts, Trumas and Maestros, said that if you purchase produce from an Amal Aretz, you have to retithe it. We'll see, except for Truma Gidola, you have to take everything else out. But ultimately, again, these items, which are normally Hefker, they're lower, they're inferior quality items, they're, no, they're normally Hefker, ownerless. Therefore, ownerless items are never subject to Trumas and Maestros, and therefore, again, by def, by extension, not subject to the laws of Demai. Now, interestingly enough, the Bartuner explains, up until now, this was a list of items that were considered to be of inferior quality in the north of Eretz Yisrael, in the Galil. In the Galil. However, be Yehuda in the south of Eretz Yisrael, ultimately, again, there's a different list of foods that are of inferior quality and therefore considered to be hefter, hefker, excuse me, haog, sumak, hachomet shebi Yehuda, vinegar produced in Yehuda, kusbar is coriander. 
Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, Kalashisin Peturin. Rabbi Huda says, in general, wild figs are always considered to be hepkar. They're exa- and therefore, again, they're potter. There's no, there's no din of demai. Chutz Michel Dufra. Except from Dufra is the name of a place. So apparently, again, wild, uh, so actually, we'll actually see it's a, it's a machlokas. Some say Dufra is the name of a place. Others say the Bartanura comments. He says, Dufra is a contraction and means from a tree that produces dupri, two, two crops, two crops. Kol harimin peturin, all lotus, all lotus plants are exempt from demai. Chutz me rime shikmona. Except again for the lotus of Shikmona. Again, that's also a place. Also a place. Kobano Shikma Pturos. Again, Marabino Shikma are the fruit that come from a chestnut, from a chestnut and a and a and the fig tree. So that's uh Kobano Shikma Pturos. Chutz min hamus tafos, except for those that are split open. So if they're split open, fully ripened, that means, again, they were fit for consumption and therefore not hafker. Good. So again, interestingly enough, it's fascinating to see that the Masechta begins with a discussion of what's not subject to demai. Good. Mazel tov, that's the end of Mishnah Aleph. Mishnah Beis, hademai in lochomesh. So remember again, a little bit of a background over here as well. We're going to go through, we know that there's a seven-year agricultural cycle, with the seventh year being Shemitah. Of course, in Shemitah, None of the tithes apply. Now we understand that because during Shemitah everything is hefker. Now, interestingly enough, in years one, two, four, and five of the Shemitah cycle, there is an obligation of Meiser Shini. Meiser Shini is a unique tithe in that the owner of the produce is obligated to go ahead and take it, but it's his. In other words, if I separate out Meiser I'm going to I separate out Meiser Shini. It's mine to eat, but I have to eat it in Yerushalayim. What happens if you have too much Bar Hashem, too much Meiser Shini? Too much produce to transport, you could redeem Meiser Shani onto money, take the money to Yerushalayim, and spend the money on food in Yerushalayim. Now, there's one caveat with that, which is that if you go out and you redeem your Meiser Shani onto money, you have to add an additional fifth. It's not a penalty, it's a, it's a Meiser Shani surcharge. You have to add an additional fifth. So therefore, the Mishnah says, Now remember again, so if you go ahead and you were to purchase produce you were to purchase produce from an Amaretz, you would have to separate out Meiser Shini from that. If you go ahead and you convert or you redeem that Meiser Shini onto money, take the money to Yerushalayim, you don't have to add on the extra fifth. So we're going to see what's happening over here is that Halacha Lamaisa, even though you have to retive Demai, we're going to begin to see that there are leniencies when you, when you, when you have to tithe it. So for example, Meiser Shini of Demai does not require the additional fifth. The Enlo beer. Furthermore, again, it's not subject to the Halachos of beer. Now the Halachos of beer say as follows, that this is before Pesach on the fourth and seventh years of the Shemitah cycle. You have to go ahead and make sure that you have distributed all of the tithes that may be in your home. And you have to to recite the phrase Bi'arti Akodesh Min Habayis, I have removed that which is sanctified from my home. So for example, so the produce of Demai or tithes separated from Demai are not subject to this beer requirement. And again, if somebody is an onin, remember again, an onin is someone who has suffered a loss. For our purposes, Aninos is the period between death and burial. So normally again, an onin is not permitted to eat Meiser Shani. 
but a onen can eat meiser sheni of demai. V'nichnas yushlaim biyotze. Interestingly enough, when it comes to regular meiser sheni, once you take it into yushlaim, you can't take it out. But with meiser sheni of demai, you could take it in and take it out. And you don't have to be careful if you end up losing a little bit on the road to Yerushalayim. In other words, normally when you take your Meisr Shani produce to Yerushalayim, you have to be very careful that none of the produce gets wasted or, or spoils on the way to Yerushalayim. But with Meisr Shani of Demai, you don't have to worry as much. Interestingly enough, however, you could even give some of your Meisr Shani to an Ama Aretz in Yerushalayim. In Yerushalayim. So now I bring them. Now normally, you wouldn't give Meisr Shani to an Ama Aretz. And the reason for that is because Meisr Shani has to be consumed in a state of ritual purity. Well, as we've seen before, so an Ama Aretz, a person who's unlearned, doesn't know the halachos of ritual purity. So normally, you would not give Meisr Shani to an Ama Aretz. But Meisr Shani of Demai, you can. But whatever you go ahead and you give of the Meisr Shani to the Amaretz, you also have to go ahead and give, essentially you have to you have to replace that with additional funds from your own money. Now here's what's interesting. Normally, if you transfer the sanctity of Meisr Shani produce onto coins, you can't transfer them then from one set of coins to another set of coins. Yet, again, when it comes to Meisr Shani of Demai, one is permitted to do that. also You could transfer it from one set of silver coins to another set of silver coins, the Choshes on the Choshes, or from one set of copper coins onto another set of copper coins, and kesef on the choshes, or for that matter, from silver coins onto copper coins. Un choshes alaperos. You can even do something else, which is very interesting. If you transfer the sanctity of the meiser sheni of demai onto coins, you could then deconsecrate the coins again on back onto produce. Now these are all things you can't do in normal situations of meiser sheni, but because we're dealing with meiser sheni of demai. One is permitted to do it. However, and then ultimately, again, you even have the ability to then redeem it back, right? You could redeem it from the Nehoshes. In other words, you could keep on transferring sanctity from fruit to money, from money to produce, back and forth, back and forth, which you're not allowed to do by regular Maishashin. Dear Rabbi Meir, these are the words of Rabbi Meir. So the Chachamim disagree, and the Chachamim say that that's not true. In other words, that ultimately, again, once you go ahead and you transfer the Meiser, the sanctity of Meiser Shani money onto produce, you can't transfer it back. That produce has to be taken up to your shaman and consumed that way. So this concludes Mishnah Bays. It's important to understand that the reason why we're able to be lenient in these different situations of demise as follows. Even when Yochanan Kohen Gadol decided to decree that when you purchase produce from an Amaaris, from an unlearned person, you have to retie it, even he understood that the majority of even unlearned people were going ahead and tithing appropriately. They were doing that which was right. They were doing the correct thing. There was a minority who wasn't. So because, again, tithing is such an important thing, they decided to be machmir, they decided to be stringent. But it's not the pshat that they actually thought that the majority of unlearned people are not properly tithing. The majority of people were doing it correctly. But in order to safeguard the institution of tithing, they felt they had to go ahead and legislate against the produce of the unlearned population, the ameha aretz. But because we have complete belief that the majority, the overwhelming majority of even Ameha Aretz properly tithe, that's why we do have the ability to be lenient in all of these different situations. The leniencies are based on the fact that in reality, 
the Amaretz probably did tithe it, but we're just taking extra concern, we're just taking extra care and extra caution when it comes to tithing, but again, that allows us to have room for leniencies as well. Right, we'll stop over here for today. Mazel tov, I'm beginning Dubai, and have a great day.